This is Beyond the Matrix, Introduction to the Real, Season 1, Chapter 4. In this episode, we will be talking about territoriality as false sovereignty in light of our comments in past episodes. Form is fundamentally dualistic. Thus, the masculine finds its purchase in the feminine and vice versa. The ability of an actor to project their intention into the future within the system requires they exist within an intersubjective self, within the nine dialogues, created by each intersection. This is to say that the other facilitates our impulses, through affirmatory narratives integrated into our self according to the nine plates of meaning. The dualistic nature of form means that there is no true sovereignty in existing as one form or another. But in past episodes, we suggested that access to higher-order meaning, esoteric narratives gives one a form of territoriality, which is non-dualistic. But the problem with this is that direct ground is only ground so long as it is not egoistic. The moment that an action which draws upon the real because egoistic, it loses its non-dualistic character. In other words, in the moment, it is possible to exist within a non-dualistic space, grounded by nothing more than an apprehension of meaning which is esoteric, or of a higher order, but as this comprehension fades, dualism reasserts itself. And the reason is simple. To exist within form is to be anchored by a dualistic reality. So long as we are anchored by our ego, we can never escape to the true sovereignty of the real. For only the real is truly sovereign, shaping form as it pleases into either dialectical form, manifesting in each moment according to our needs. Accessing the real, the source, gives one a glimpse into the non-dual, but only for a moment. As soon as the sovereignty of the real is replaced by ego-recursive narratives, it immediately returns to a dualistic form. Which is to say, anchored by intersubjectivity. More precisely, since we know that intersubjectivity generates reactive emotionality in the mind of an actor, the witnessing of the real is foreign to it, being non-dualistic. The dualistic is repulsed by non-dualism. It is animated by it, resistant to it, generating narratives to usurp its sovereignty which it jealously guards in dualistic form, through the union of opposites. The egoistic self manifests reactive emotionality in response to the unity of consciousness, the sovereignty of the one, real, creating ego-recursive narratives which trap the self into descent once more into a dualistic conditioned self, bound to the intersubjective narratives of others. But the ultimate victory of the real is that it is sovereign. For what draws another to the real benefits them. For in the apprehension of the real there is no competition. For it is self-sufficient. It is abundant. And no one person has purchase over it. If apprehension of the real compels some other to draw towards it, to generate a false sovereignty in the union of dualistic opposites, then this too is a good. For there is no loss in the real and the accession of two in the place of one, is a net benefit for both. Once again, the real manifests according to our needs in form, which means that we also manifest in our form to the benefit of each other, relative to the real. From all of this, we can say that the transient comprehension of the real begets a kind of non-dualistic identity, but that comprehension fades with the reassertion of duality through reactive emotionality generated by intersubjectivity. We are all paired, one with another, yin with yang, 
good and evil, up and down, and the apprehension of non-dualism is a transient state for anyone who remains within egoistic form. The limitations on one's ascension into comprehension of the real is delimited by the possession of ego-recursive narratives, as well as a social bond to any system member. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.